Development, the Cobra. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, this is Aaron Plessinger, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Here we go, episode 186 of the Moto X Pod Show. I'm Dark Side, Scotty T in the house. What's up, dude? What's up, dude? TJ, DJ TJ just had to bail on us. Uh, had some a truck broke down again, but <laughs> we thought he was going to be in the studio. No such luck tonight. Great show tonight. Sean Brennan from Feld's going to come on and talk about all the happenings from Houston, things that are going on with Feld, what they you know expect in the future. Uh, with the future rounds, all the new stuff with St. Jude's. There's a new campaign going on. We're going to talk about all that great stuff. Also, Hunter Sales, Privateer Hunter Sales is going to come on. Dylan Woodcock, who got hurt, actually broke something in his back, is going to come on from the hospital. So oh, wow. Dylan. And then I pre-recorded with Jay Reynolds from uh, Hoosier Arena Cross. He had some news. They're going to be in Mesquite, Texas this weekend, Ooh. and he wanted to come on and talk about that. So we pre-recorded that, so look for that at the end of the show. Want to thank all of our fantastic sponsors, Acherby's USA, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing. Big news coming from Power Band Racing uh, for all you WP guys, whether it be Gas Gas, Husky, or KTM. Big news coming in the future from those guys. Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, Williams Moto Works, and I don't know where my other sheet is. That's awesome. So I'm missing one of my sheets. Here it is right here, X-Brand Goggles. And, of course, our title sponsor, Acherby's USA. For decades, Acherby's has been the leader in moto plastic accessories with products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last. Acherby's has what you need. Visit acherbysusa.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and let Brian and Talon take care of you. Let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. If you guys were obviously watching the races this weekend, you saw the rookie Max Volan. Kicking some butt for what, at least for what it was expected out of him with the Cherubis hand guards and plastic. Uh, I was very, very proud of Max. We'll probably talk about that quite a bit here. The whole, you know, what we've seen out of Houston in the next, here in a minute before we get to our first guest. I want to talk about a few other things. We did a blood lubricants giveaway probably three weeks ago. We started talking about it. Uh, we asked for some emails, picked a random winner. That winner is Donnie Hale. So congratulations. Email me back at motoxpodshow@gmail.com with your shipping info, and I will get that blood lubricants out. Also working on, I've talked about our jerky a few times. RJ Wageman, Robbie Wageman, they started a company, a jerky company. We just want to hold it up. Oh yeah, um, I, I didn't. I thought you were telling me to turn the volume no, up. No, 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 no. Uh, so our jerky, dude. I've been eating the stuff for like. Well, actually, Mathis gave me some when I was out there in Vegas. Let me that's, try some. That's sort of that's the hot con, so you better not be a Uh-oh. sissy. It's really hot. Take a, it's really hot, dude. It, yeah, it, it's I like hot stuff and that stuff at times. I'll, tell, I'll do a little piece. Yeah, try it. But anyway, Mathis gave me some, uh, and I really liked it, so I bought more. And I reached out to RJ today. Talked to RJ. 
we're going to try to work on something, getting them on board the Moto X Pod show. Maybe maybe have a discount code. Maybe have some giveaways. But he's going to come on next week. We'll talk more about it. Um, anyway, Scotty. So, oh, and I have a new idea for the giveaway tonight. Okay. Before I talk about that, just real quick, get up on the mic because it's low for oh. some reason. Um, hang on a second. Oh, uh, yeah. That Set, is hot. Dude, yeah. That was a little hot. piece, too. Let me turn your mic up just a little bit. It seems lower than earlier. Um, so, anyway, uh, hey, before we, all right, before we get into Houston, I have an idea. Actually, Hal, who I stayed with all week, I want okay. to thank, just shout out to Hal Simpson. Stayed at his house all week. He had to go out of town one night. He hooked me up with a hotel, uh, took me to dinner, and bought me, dude, $180 for the two of us to eat steaks. Was, dude's. What kind of, was it a, a, uh, Tomahawk? No, it wasn't. <laughs> but how how man, he he just he's he's good people. Yeah. Set me up all week. I did Zoom calls from his house. I want to give a shout out to my buddy Hal. Uh but he had this idea to we were talking about the lottery or the the Powerball or whatever yeah, last week. Crazy. It was like a billion dollars or something. Yeah, it was crazy. Okay, so he had this idea like if you had a billion dollars and you could do anything with starting a race team that you wanted, like what would you do? And so here's the here's the giveaway. We have a Justin Bogle jersey. I don't can they see it in the yep. camera right now over they there that right JT there. and Fly Racing gave us. I got my buddy Bogle sitting next to it me. It is not signed, but it is one of his jerseys. We're gonna give this thing away. Here's what we gotta do. I want you to tell me if you won the billion dollars, what would your race team be? And I don't want oh Eli Tomac, Cooper Webb, because we're gonna win. I want something entertaining. Well you know, my my honest answer is I probably wouldn't because uh, it's there's no money in it. <laughs> okay, but if you had a billion dollars, come on, man, you're okay, going yeah, racing, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So like he was joking around, but like, okay, you're gonna hire weeds to to finance to run your finances because he's gonna okay. be tight, you know, and and you know just what would the team name be? Give me your give me something funny that we would enjoy reading that could be okay. Give me a story. Uh, who your three riders would be? Let's go two, four, five. Well, it doesn't even matter. Give me three riders. Why you'd pick those riders? Yeah. And again, not just title sponsor. Win. Who? Yeah. Who the sponsors are going to be? Uh, you know, you make it up, dude. You can add stuff, take stuff away. But who? You know, who's going to be the team manager? Who's going to be your trainer? Yeah. Stuff like that. Give me a good story. If you can make your what is it? What was it? The the ninety two Olympic team of of uh. The, the basketball team, the dream team. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, dream the dream team. Make that, but right. motocross. Yeah, so give me okay. give me your thoughts on this. You know, who you'd like, you know, Phil Nicoletti, because the dude's funny and go out there and do the throat th- throat slit gesture, whatever. <laughs> I want your best stories on who, what you would spend your billion dollars on or part of your billion dollars on a race team. And we'll pick a winner in two weeks for the Justin Bogle jersey. So, yeah, thanks to Hal for that idea. That's a good one. Yeah, I like it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, Houston, one, two, and three. Dude, I was down there all week. Yeah. We saw great racing. We saw different guys on the podium. We saw injuries. What stood out to you the most? The most? Yeah. What was the thing coming out of three races? Uh, you went to the first one. Yeah, I was after the first one. But what what, what do you come away from those races? You know, the, what, what stands the out? Big, the biggest thing that stands out to me is that a guy that got second got in round two, got lapped in round three. <laughs> Dylan. Dylan. And a, a couple other guys, like, what, what was it? Nine podium spots, eight different riders. Roxon was the only one that podiumed twice. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, there's, you can go 11-1 in this season and, like, and, and it'd be no surprise. So that's the biggest standout is how truly, truly deep is, the, the deep the field is. What When I was at the round one, we were sitting 
right like the, the starting gate came right at us okay and then in the first heat race i was like this is a main event yeah, yeah. and then when the main came like you see the numbers coming through all it was it was mind-blowing like i couldn't i couldn't yeah. i didn't know who to watch well like we said preseason, when we pick but like who who do we think is going to be the champion and who do we think is going to be the top three it's it's just almost impossible when you see the field and even going into the races picking pulp fantasy or whatever i don't know who to pick because like like as my all-star because you don't know like how the hell is Jason Anderson going to finish outside the top ten multiple times or whatever? You, yeah. you just don't think that's going to happen. But no. this year, it can happen. You don't know. Okay, so what what is something that you're disappointed in or worried about? Like who who are you worried about? I was and up until Saturday, I was worried about Coop, but then Coop cooped. But see, he wasn't even that far off the first two nights, really. I mean, he yeah. had some bad starts. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, I I I. Personally, believe a lot of people would disagree with me on this, but I personally believe that Tomac's Tomac's win to me was a little flukish. Flukish. Okay. I mean, okay, Sanzarillo quadded past him, and then went down. Sexton had a six-second lead on him, and went down. Yeah. And then Osborne was catching him, and then he went down. Okay. So, and then he backed it up with what a fifth, a fourth. Or did he get on the podium Saturday? Did he, Who? Uh, Tomac. Did he podium? No. He fourth, right? Yeah. So he backed it up with the fourth, where he kind of started in fourth and just stayed yes. there. So Varsha was fourth. Varsha was fourth. Uh, so yeah, to me that was a little. I I don't think Tomac is in championship as much championship form now. The track could change and it could be completely different, but I I feel well, like that was that yeah, was a little Eli bit of a was not the Eli that we typically no. expect. But then he he starts off slow a lot. Yeah, like even when well, let's just Saturday night. Uh, you know, Barsha was ahead of him, fell, caught him, passed yeah. him. But then, like you said, when he won, he didn't look like just amazing above everybody else. It's just yeah. some of the some of the things that happened, some of the factors that played into the race earlier, you know, gave him that that yeah. gap or whatever. Yeah, it's it's good racing. It's very exciting that we have this. Like, yeah, last couple of years have been awesome so far. This this series has been awesome. Going to Indy, different dirt. You know, some of the guys that do really well, like did really well in Houston, may not do so well depending on track conditions. I expect um, guys that guys that are real technical, like Marvin. Marvin's yeah. been disappointing to me. Just don't where the hell's he been? Other than the first race, he I, he did well, but yeah, he's been off but pace. He, he's yeah, been crashing. He wasn't. I don't know if he was ever supposed. To, I mean, that's kind of where he was supposed to be, right? Kind know. of a little bit I out mean, of the limelight, but right there, maybe. I, I don't know. I feel I I don't say I wouldn't say it's my most dis disappointment, but who I feel the worst for is Osborne. Osborne should be third oh, in points right God. now. He should be third in points Poor right now. Zacho. He should be like second. Or, he should be right there in that point. So he's still not oh, out of yeah. it by any means. No, he's no, only I think he's ten, ten down, yeah, nine or ten. He's not that far off. But like him and AC both had a chance. Yeah. To win. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and gut wrenching and then well we haven't talked about it yet but uh what's your take on the whole uh the dean wilson thing roxon should never very disappointed in dino watching it walking out of the stadium i was like dude you know better you have to be more aware everything that most people are saying about it and then i saw his post and i just was i instantly texted him i said this is why and i actually put comment on that post like this is why you're the human you are. Like, you are a stand-up dude. Very few people are man enough to say they made a mistake. And yeah. there's people 
uh, that say, hey, he shouldn't even apologize. They talked about that on Pulp the other night. They talked about it on main event. Like I think Joe, producer Joe, said, mm-hmm. like, you don't owe him an apology. And he doesn't owe him an apology. But it was But nice. it's a stand-up thing to do that I effed up, and I feel horrible. And he went on Pulp and talked about it. And yeah. He could have hid from it. That's all you can do. So I, mean, it's life. I, I was over it instantly. I mean, it sucks for Kenny. Uh, Craig Martin, you know, thinks that Cooper is going to win anyway, pretty much. I don't think so. I don't think if he doesn't run into the back of Dean on the wall, coming over the wall, yeah. and his foot comes off, I don't think he, if he doesn't do that, I don't think he decides to go outside, which is where Cooper passed him. It, it all started with hitting the back of Dino. Yeah, well, not, not, I think it was kind of already, it was kind of already almost, it was really close at that point. Like, he had a gap, and he let that gap. He had a little bit of a gap, yeah, and it it tightened up big time with him hitting Dino and almost, you know, coming off the bike. And, I mean, I could be wrong. Cooper yeah. could he could have won, possibly. I don't think so. I think that was that was Kenny's race. Yeah, and it, it sucks. But people also brought up, you know, hey, Kenny wasn't aware of the red flags the night Tuesday that, night race. That was an interesting thing that Millsap said on Pope was yes. was uh, the fact that. Roxton's telling Dino to make sure he's around, aware of his oh, surroundings. Right, yeah. But the week before, he got docked a couple of positions for not being aware of his surroundings. Yes. So it was yes. a valid, that was a valid point. It happens. Um, it's, it's like, dude, like the thing is, is I mean, Dino's racing for top ten. You know, like he's like he said, he's got the guy who got second behind him is second in the race before behind him, mm-hmm. and, he, and you know he's he's not out there just like oh I made the main event I'm 18th. You know he's trying to put his sponsor on the top yeah, 10. Yeah. So like, I mean, well, he, yeah, he talked about that, right? I and, mean, he, Dylan was behind him. There's guys that he's trying to race in front of him. Yeah. I mean, it's just the field we have. Yeah. It's he, he should have, obviously he should have pulled over. He should have, in my opinion, moved over on the, going backwards on the start straight. Yeah. Before the wall jump. Yeah. But I believe him. He just wasn't aware. He was focused and didn't, he probably didn't see anything as his periphery. Yeah. He only saw ahead of him. And it is what it is. Uh, who another person that I'm worried about a little bit or concerned with? I expected more out of is Jason Anderson. Yeah, that was going to be one of my. The, yeah. When I went back, I was going to say to my, actually answer your question. Yeah, Anderson. Yeah, that's somebody that I expected to be at times in the top five. I, I don't believe, like some people are saying, that he's just over it or he's waiting for, till no, next year for him. what Bobby Hewitt may rumor a team that may be coming. I don't believe that at all. No. I just something's off a little bit right now. I I hope, <clears throat> excuse me. I hope he turns it around. And, and I say turns it around. I mean, look, the guys in front of him are all amazing. But I expect more out of him. Yeah. We'll see what happens once we get to Indy as the, the it progresses. Yeah. We haven't heard anything out of him. Like I don't know. Is he having bike issues? Is he? It's just dude. The the class is just it's just so stacked. It is. Um. Another crazy another crazy thing. Uh. That we kind of got overlooked because it got more caught up in the fact that Bam Bam won three in a row. Like from a oh, three from a openers in a row. Yeah, three openers. From a statistical business side, history says it all. How does Gas Gas come in and win their first main event ever? Like that Because it's a KTM. I okay, yes, granted. It is a KTM, but still like that's cool. crazy. That's crazy. Dude, I'll tell you what It doesn't get talked about as much as it should, <laughs> I don't think. I'll tell you what, man. I you know, I give Hal a hard time because he's a big KTM guy. I've rode KTMs; they're good bikes. I like them. I mean, I, at my I just level, bought one. Any bike's good, right? 
But I really like the Gas Gas yeah. because of the stupid commercial. It's like this metal punk song. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's like kind of a heavy metal-ish punk rocks intro. And like the, the song's like, Gas Gas! I, I don't know how that yeah. picked up on the over the podcast here, but like I I loved it. As soon as I saw the commercial, I was like, "Hey, I kind of want one of those." So Dude, I was feeling it, man. Hey, that's hilarious. Do we so do we see more of the uh, fake press conference videos, the fake press releases? Because they they said Barsha won. Oh, and then he won. <laughs> yeah, like, I doubt it. I think. Dude, no, I mean, I it, you got to so. speak it into existence, man. I guess. Right, right. <laughs> I don't think so, uh, but it's cool, and I think I think he's going to be good at India as we get more rutted. I think. He has he has more, so the the one was like I can't remember the, I get the years mixed up. One was a mutter, and one was the leader went down and he inherited. Are you talking about Barsha? Yeah, for the the first two Anaheim's one the was first a mutter. One, two years ago was muddy, muddy. So was the second year, and then last year uh, twenty was also muddy, but not near as bad as nineteen. This it, this one is different because he just straight up had speed. Oh yeah. Yeah, he looks and good he, on that he gas. He had speed gas. Saturday night. He got a bad start. I mean, look how fast he was coming through the pack, and like I said, passed Eli and crashed. I mean, he, he made the, some bonehead mis- things. Like he he ran in the back of a ray in the heat race. Yeah, which I haven't got got a chance to go back and watch. I, I rewatched some of the mains. I haven't watched the heat races, but then I guess people didn't see it. I don't know if they showed it on TV. After that, I think it was right after he ran in the back of a ray. He was coming back on the track on the tabletops and cut like straight across left in front of Cooper. Oh wow! I didn't and I see asked that. Cooper about it in the press conference, but some of the guys were like, they didn't even realize it. I just happened to see it, and like he pulled out right in front of Cooper, and Cooper was going on off, you know. And Cooper was like, "Yeah, I thought he said basically in the press conference, I was thinking, don't do it, don't do it." And it yeah. was sketchy. It was almost like when he cut it in front of AC, you know, at Anaheim, where he just cut across and like he was about to just blow him out. That's crazy. It, it was close. There, so did, he did still you, has these little weird things. I don't know if you caught it live, but did you see it was a Saturday race and the main event? The did you see the the track worker right in the sand section, dude. Bar- I think I saw a picture. Roxon, Roxon or Barsha, I can't remember whoever was in the lead at the time. Almost cleaned his. It was so close. I really, don't, I don't know how he didn't hit him. And it was like, what are you doing, dude? No, like, I didn't see that. And I, it I didn't look I saw just, a picture like a meme or something, but I thought it was just like. It, I thought it was uh, edited. It wasn't one of the flaggers with the helmet on. It was like a legit yeah, yeah. Feld guy. Like wow. he was all he almost got his butt taken off. <laughs> That's crazy. Off. Yeah. Uh okay, so we got a little bit more time before we get to Sean 250s. Yeah, but I I've already told you I'm on board. I'm, Max is one of our guys. I I'm really happy with him. He's riding really well, getting good starts, yeah. being really smart. He had a Set, couple sketchy moments. Did round 1, he right in front of right in front of where I was sitting. Is that the one in the whoops? No, oh. the the sight lap. He, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you Where could he tell he was. He, you could tell he was feeling it. He comes up to that triple. He's yeah, the second yeah. guy on the track, uh-huh. and, he just, and he he just threw. It. He just you could. It was so buttery. Yeah. And then you could just see him go. Oh I, shit! I made fun of him after the race. I saw him in Talon, and I and I said, "Dude, man, what was that?" And if, Talon's like, "Dude, I told him to go for it on the on the sight lap. Like, get fired up, go yeah, out there, he and, did. And go hard." And, and he and, and Max it. was laughing, and I said, "Hey, Chase crashed twice." 
on the oh, site. Oh, that was right. In, that was yeah. literally right in front of where. So, was, it, so Max was like, "Oh, good. Then I don't feel so I, bad." I've never seen anybody do that. He like that was awesome. The, that was the slowest Superman. He didn't go. Like he like you could tell he was trying to get his momentum, keep I think the like. He slipped out of gear or something. I don't know. It just like caught and he just yeah. like yeah. I mean, was, it was so funny. That but was uh, funny. But yeah, if Max hadn't been on a factory bike, he'd have been out of the main because he yeah. he flat landed that triple. It was crazy. We don't really have time to get really into the two fifties right now, so we'll try to touch on that in a little bit. I will tell you. Uh, I'm going to maybe break some news here, possible news. So Austin had surgery Sunday on his collarbone. I was told directly from his camp that he is trying to race this weekend. What that means, I don't know. He may just be saying, I'm going to try to ride. I doubt he's been on a bike yet, but he wants to race. Whether that's even possible, I don't know. I mean, I've broke collarbones. To me, it'd be impossible. I've had surgery on a collarbone. I still say it'd be impossible, but who knows? I personally, and, and I want I, I want to see the kid succeed, but I think he's like, knows that it's one of his last, probably his last chance on pro circuit or whatever his situation is. Yeah, maybe. And he, he made, I, it's to me, it comes off a little desperate. Like that like, he might try to race. Yeah, like why? Like, dude, like you, you still are going to get a ride somewhere. I, you, you can't win the championship unless, right. unless Nichols and Craig both yeah, have a DNF. Else have to miss a race basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And With like what four to go? Like if I mean he still has an outdoor deal, right? Yeah. Do what yeah. do what San Cirillo did. Come back, dominate the outdoors. He can do that, and and then get your four fifty ride. Don't don't come back and hurt yourself right. for outdoors. Well, it's something something to watch for. Yeah, that'll be interesting. But so, I but at the same time, I do give him you know obviously give him the credit for having the heart to want to get back out there. I just don't know if it's the best. Right. Logical idea. decision. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about two fifties in a minute. We've got Sean in about eight minutes. I will I do want to say thank you to Steve Mathis for allowing me to come to the Pulp MX show Monday night. Yeah. And then I of course I went to the live show Friday night. Yeah, I got to meet him. That was cool. Yeah, helped out with some of the questions, but then the live show or the the pulp show Monday night at Thomas Victor's house, that was yeah, that was an experience, man. That with, place with is Tim Fair, Red Dog, unreal. Yes, and Daniel Blair, A Ray, all the other guys that were there, really cool experience, and I enjoyed it, man. I, I wish I'd remembered to bring our cameras or thought about it because we could have done live video for him. Yeah, if he does a show from Dallas, that's on the agenda. That that's all up in there too. Whether these guys are even going to go to any more of these races, um, this is really. I- it, it there's not a lot of reason to go to the stadium for yeah. us as I mean we're like Steve and Weeds were talking about it like pretty much everything we can do is on Zoom and you yeah. can do that from the house now now that the opener's done I mean yeah so I don't know what their plans are I I'd go to every one if I could I still love being there and, and seeing it live and you know taking notes and and being a part of it, it and I am beyond thankful that Sean Brennan allowed that yeah uh, had us there uh, it. It was great. He's always very um, hospitable and welcoming. He, I, I think he's great at his job, and I, I am beyond thankful that he allows it to happen. So let's take a quick break. We'll take a commercial break, and we'll be back with Sean, and we'll talk about what they what Feld feels, uh, you know, how the, the first round was for him and yep. what they think, and we'll talk to Sean and thank him personally. We'll be right back. What's up, guys? This is the 7G's Trade out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, 
frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AcheribeesUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey, guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm, and for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to eksbrand.com or email darksidemx3 at aol.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy lock-on grips today. Welcome back. We are excited to introduce our first guest of the night, brought to you by Blood Lubricant Oil Lines, which were created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. Check out all their products, such as their oil lines, uh, chain lube, degreaser, polyclean, and more. Blood Lubricants is sponsoring many of the privateers in the pits at Pro Supercross, such as Scotty Winterstrom, numerous other teams. So visit bloodlubricants.com and use promo code MOTOX to save. Tonight, Blood Lubricants brings us from Feld, Mr. Sean Brennan. What is up? Man, oh man. Hey, being that I am the first guest, that doesn't mean that I'm the opening act, does it? No, it means you're the, the, you know, we, the best. We started with the best, and we all go downhill <laughs> from here. All right. I just, you know, I wanted to make sure. I mean, you yeah. Know, not that there's anything wrong with opening acts, but, you know, I, I figured I'd put in my time, you know. Well, you know, on this show, this show is like Metallica, Guns N' Roses. There is no head opening act. It's always. Well, I like that. Yeah. Always headliner. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? That's not even correct because Faith No More was the opening act. But whatever. <laughs> Sean. How is it going, man? It's going good, man. Um, I hated Hated coming home after this. Well, I shouldn't say that. I was happy to get home and see the family. But, man, yep. did I enjoy being down there around the races, around the stadium, uh, just all the cool stuff going on. I, I sure am sad that I'm not at Houston Supercross right now. Yeah, no, I tell you, man, it's uh, certainly one for the record books, you know, as we talked about, you know, going into uh, the opener. And, 
man, we're three rounds in already. I know, it's crazy, incredible right? Incredible to think about that, right? Yes. And I really, really need you guys to, you know, remind your listeners that it's okay to come out, man. It is okay to buy tickets and come out and experience uh, Supercross. I know that you uh, were able to attend and see Fan Fest and all of that. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's okay to come on out, people. <laughs> yeah, we had. I mean. I don't know. What was the ticket sold versus tickets available? Do you know the numbers? Was it pretty close to being what you guys expected? Yeah, it was very close. Uh, you know, we ended up going into the season thinking we were going to be about 20, 25% uh, capacity. And uh, as it got closer, that ended up going down to about 15%. Okay. So, we were at 15% capacity, which uh, which I believe we hit both both Saturday events, which was absolutely fantastic. Uh, the Tuesday event, uh, we didn't you know we didn't hit that number, which you know that was part of the concern going in uh, to the season. You know, weeknights are, are hard for you know every anybody to uh, to attend things, but we still had a great crowd on Tuesday night for the first ever Super Tuesday. <laughs> you know, Supercross in yeah. 48 seasons, which is, you know, pretty mind-boggling. But, yeah, I tell you, that crowd was loud, though, man. Uh, you heard them. And, it, it, you know, all three races sounded a lot louder than what was there, uh, which yeah. was really great. It was really great for our racers as well to, uh, to hear them, uh, welcome them back. Uh, and I know that it gave me chills and uh, – you know, goosebumps on my arms, you know, especially that opening round uh, to hear them cheering for Christian Craig with his first win uh, in five years. Such an emotional moment for him. Absolutely. But now a big thank you to the Supercross fans who came out and man, they cheered their guts out and uh, we could hear them. It was amazing. Yeah, I think I want to say it was one of the riders, but maybe it was a friend of mine that just was texting or whatever, but or call, uh, called me, but after the first race, the first Saturday, somebody asked me if the at the sound system, if they were adding in crowd noise. I was like, no, I don't think so. That was that's how loud it was there. Like it was, they were impressive. It, the limited number of people were very impressive with their response. Uh, I think they were beyond excited to be back at Supercross after such a long absence since what Daytona last year. Yeah, Daytona was the last one for fans last year. You're yeah, absolutely right. Yep. Uh, how how are your bosses at Feld? How do they feel about uh, the first week? You know, the first three rounds, the the fan response, the everything that went down, the the COVID testing, how all the uh, logistics went. Are they pretty happy? Yeah, everybody's very happy. You know, um, you know, I think we've become the Chick Fil A of uh, COVID <laughs> testing. You know, uh, we didn't know what to expect going into it uh we ended up conducting 2400 tests on site right there uh outside of uh, the stadium there uh as you know because you went through it as well twice uh but from a logistical standpoint you know big props to you know our operations team because it was you know we didn't know what to expect and as much as we asked teams and athletes and media uh, to all come in early to schedule a time, uh, you know, in preparation of it not being, you know, a mad, mad rush at the last minute. Uh, everybody did that. 
Everybody came in, uh, they adhered to their scheduled times, and it ended up being super efficient. So yeah. the testing went well, and, you know, we've had fantastic racing. Uh, you know, Lee Diffie and Ricky Carmichael, you know, uh, Lee, Lee is full-time now uh, with the series. Todd Harris is going to be with us uh, this second round in Indianapolis. So, you know... Everybody's very pleased. You know, there's a lot of new things. Uh, the streaming over at Peacock, I hope the fans are happy with that. Uh, it's a much better service. Uh, or I wouldn't say much better, but, you know, it's uh, it's where the future is headed. So, But I haven't heard of any, any kinks or hiccups uh, with the streaming platform. Uh, Dan Hubbard and your boy Daniel Blair did a fantastic job with Race Day Live. Um, so hey. yeah, no, everybody's very pleased. There was a, a lot going on, yeah. as you know, and we did three weeks of work in, you know, eight days, you know, and that goes to all the media folks and, you know, everybody that's a part of this, uh, you know, we just did all did three weeks of work in eight days. <laughs> yeah, it, it was hectic, uh, you know, especially more for you guys. You guys were down there at the stadium a lot. Like I, uh, I went over to and did a podcast with Daniel and he was headed to the stadium. He's there almost every day. I'm sure you're there every day. The track guys are there every day. So yeah, I, I want to go back to the Peacock thing for just a second. The only negative I've heard, and this is nothing that has anything to do with you or Feld, but it's, it's not available technically on a fire stick, which a lot of people use. There are some jailbreak type stuff. I think people are figuring out, but I can only imagine, I would only, I have to think that, they're figuring that out. I mean, fire sticks, a huge platform or a huge meat, you know, I don't know what you'd call it, a a device. So I'm sure they're they're figuring it out, but that was the only complaint that I heard. That is interesting. And I'll check, uh, I'll check on that on my end. Uh, I'm very familiar with fire stick. I have not heard that it's not available via that. Yeah. Uh, But I, but I can certainly, check on that and uh and get back to you we can let you know folks know uh but yeah i i don't even know that that's a negative so i would say <laughs> that is all good news then <laughs> yeah yeah um you got something scotty uh, yeah i was just kind of so i kind of have a, I, I was a business major i kind of have the business mind being with with philly obviously y'all are a, a business what's kind of like the number that y'all or that the stat or the statistic that y'all look for what number shows y'all's return on investment working? Like what, when you go to your business meetings, it's like, Hey, this, we need, we got to get this up. What shows y'all that y'all are having success? Wow. Look at him diving right <laughs> in. Huh? Let me see some meat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. He's usually a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, you know, uh, there was pre pre pandemic, times and now we're post-pandemic times so those numbers certainly do change you know felt entertainment we are primarily you know still a live event ticket uh selling organization that's what we do we create you know lifelong memories for folks right we sell tickets so that is our biggest revenue model and will continue to be our revenue model so you know, you being a business major, when you look at a stadium and you are limited with the amount of tickets that you can sell, um, it doesn't take long to figure out that, wow, how are they making this work? Um, so 
we are in a different time right now. I think you've heard me say it many times. You've heard Dave Prater say it many times uh, that, you know, we are stewards of the sport. It is more important that, you know, the series goes on and continues and that, you know, everybody that makes a living off of Supercross and selling motorcycles and power sports and racers and athletes and mechanics and teams, that all of those contracts are fulfilled and that we are moving and continuing to move the sport forward. So, you know, it's kind of a loaded question. You know, absolutely, <laughs> do we hope at the end of this that we're not in the red? Absolutely. We're, we're a company. Uh, it's expensive. You know, we just built three tracks in eight days. That, that doesn't come cheap. Um, so there is a lot in the expense uh, column, as you can imagine, with limited you know, possibilities of the revenue coming in via our biggest, you know, way to make revenue and create revenue via ticket sales. So, you know, I don't have uh, the magic number for right, you because right. it is different. Uh, but, yeah, there is a magic number that we need to hit every round. Uh, we've created as, as much efficiency as we can, you know, having three races in one city. There are a lot of things that, you know, help us from an expense standpoint, uh, bringing dirt in once, loading dirt out once, you know, some of those types of things. Uh, but, yeah, there is a magic number that we need to hit each and every round. Uh, for Houston, I believe we hit it. So uh, Houston is looking good. Um, as far as tickets, they are still on sale. Uh, but, of course, there's a magic number there that we're looking at that we're trying to adhere to uh, as well. You, you mean Indy, I think, right? You said Houston. Yep. Yep. Um, okay, so the only thing that I, I have a question, I guess something that sort of changed and Scotty brought it up, is a lot of the, the fans did not know that they wouldn't be able to get in for all the practice sessions. Uh, I think the doors typically were opening on, on Saturdays at 3.30. Um, yep. What was the reasoning behind that, keeping them out until the final time qualifying? Well, let me back up just real quick because, man, how do I say this? You know, <laughs> I, I, I need you and Scotty and all of our other media folks to clarify those things okay. to your audiences as, you know, as much as you can. Sure. We put all of that information out way ahead of time. So as soon as tickets went on sale, all of that information is in my press releases. Uh, we try to make it as clear as possible yeah. so the fans know what to expect. All of that information is up on the event pages at supercrosslive.com. So anywhere and everywhere that we can and could have communicated that information, it is out there. So... It should not have been a surprise to anybody, especially if they, you know, you buying a, a ticket and purchasing a ticket, you get that information with your ticket as well. Yeah. Um, but back to your question, you know, it's very, very expensive to, you know, this is your business major question, Scotty. It's very expensive <laughs> to open up an entire stadium and that it comes with a big price tag every yeah. additional hour that you need to staff an entire stadium with people. So that combined with pod seating, 
you cannot open the entire stadium because the building would have to close down and they would have to sanitize any area that people went into uh, that was not their own pod. Mm, so now that okay. we are in a COVID world, there are things on expense sheets that didn't exist a year ago. There are protocols in place that didn't exist a year ago. Uh, but that those two factors, sanitizing the stadium and securing the stadium and staffing the stadium, are the reasons why we had to make those changes for FanFest and qualifying okay that makes sense and yeah i think i would guess that the average fan that doesn't listen to the podcast probably just bought their ticket and got their you know email ticket or whatever and and then that was it they didn't look at any of that stuff i had seen the schedule but i didn't really realize that so many people were unaware that it was a little different you know so that but that makes sense um Let's talk about. So I'm going to start with you. I'm going to start with you guys. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you. Let me uh, ask you a question. Did Did you read the full press release? I see what 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 got me on that was I I didn't read I didn't see the asterisk I didn't see the asterisk oh. on the where it said that you'd only be able to do it with the fan. Fans. Yeah. But I got one, so I got to see. If it. I'm being honest, one. I I skipped through some of it. I read the media stuff. I read what my guidelines were, and uh, yeah, like. When I was going to be allowed to, where I was going to allowed to go, but I didn't, I didn't read every line, Sean. If I'm being honest. Okay, okay. No, hey, there, there is a lot of information yes. out there, and uh, you know, we really do try to make it as easy, you know, on our fans as possible. But what I would recommend to, to all of your listeners is to visit supercrosslive.com and go to the event page specific to whatever race and whatever market they are going to, then all of those details are laid out for that specific round of Supercross. Perfect. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit. Uh, St. Jude's has been a partner with Feld, and you guys have been having a really great campaign, the This Shirt Saves Lives campaign, for I believe the last three years. And this year you launched a new campaign, um, the – uh, Newt, what is it? Uh, we won't stop. We won't stop. Yes, we won't. Stop. I had won't yep. stop. We won't stop. Uh, saving lives, saving saving children's lives that uh, have trying to stop cancer if all possible. But there's so much that goes into what St. Jude's is doing for the, the children. Uh, this program is, I think, has been very successful. Just talk about the new program. What's different? What's the same? And how people can get involved. Well, hey, first, I really appreciate you uh, you bringing that up and, you know, giving me a minute to talk about it. Uh, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital is very, very dear to our heart. And the Supercross community has rallied behind this cause and for these kids in such a big way. You know, it started very humbly four years ago with one race actually in Dallas uh, with, with Ryan Dungey yep. when he was still racing. And we, you know, absolutely wanted to honor Ryan. And that was something that was dear to his heart and something that he was already doing on his own. So when he came to us and, you know, was looking for support and help, uh, it was absolutely like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is fantastic. Um, So it really, like a lot of things, started very simply, very humbly. And to your point, this is our fourth year. Uh, of now being full partners with them. 
Uh, we have done everything like, you know, the last two years to dedicating a race to them. This race day is live. Uh, it all started with a text to donate campaign around the T-shirt, this shirt saves lives, uh, which we did for three years. And this shirt saves lives is now transitioning into we won't stop. So that is the reason for, uh, you know, the we won't stop hashtag and really, you know, speaks to, you know, everyone that's involved with St. Jude, the doctors and everybody that works there. Uh, is that they will never, ever, ever stop fighting for the kids, looking for cures, uh, and continuing to do the great work that they do there at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. You know, in the last 50 years, they have, you know, there was at one point, you know, childhood cancer went from, you know, you had, if you were diagnosed, you had a 20% chance of surviving. That survival rate is up past 80% now. Think about how incredible that is. And... You know, we won't stop. They're not going to stop until that's 100%. So that is what they, you know, are trying to do. And our little part is, you know, continuing to create awareness uh, around the hospital and their overall mission, finding cures and saving children. I mean, that is really it in a nutshell. So a big thank you to all the Supercross fans who are already part of the program and have already been part of the program for the last couple of years mm -hmm. with this Shirt Saves Lives. Uh, a lot of folks are already monthly donors. Uh, to any of your listeners that are new, uh, certainly encourage them to, to sign up to We Won't Stop and become a partner in hope. Uh, you can see all of the fan, you know, all the fantastic athletes that, you know, we're part of the social campaign last week. Everybody from, you know, Ken Roxon to Eli Tomac, Justin Barsha. And it's just so fantastic to see all of our athletes really rally behind, you know, the kids uh, and this cause. So we're going to be doing another auction that we'll, you know, talk about as the season progresses. Uh, there will be a little bit later in the, in the season. But Saturday night, yeah, was the official launch of the We Won't Stop, and uh, we're super happy to, you know, to be off and running, uh, and and starting to to you know raise money for the kids and for this year. Yeah, it's a great great program, great hospital, great organization. Uh, it's it's really cool. I I would like to hear you talk about it and seeing all the riders post their posts and. Um, one, a guy that I've become somewhat friends with, a local Texas guy, uh, moto guy, Larry Hughes, his son, Ethan was on, I think race day live. And they talked to him maybe yep. right before, yep. right before the race started in the stadium, Ethan's been battling yep. it for years and yeah, it was great seeing him up there. So uh, I appreciate what you guys do to, uh, you know, for us to see it, to put it out there so that we can see it and, and get involved. Yep. Yep. And that was that was a great feature, and it was mm -hmm. it was so awesome to see that he is doing good. Yes, uh, that's always such a blessing. Um, and and man, it, it, it's just I can't I still can't believe when you really think about the humble beginnings. But we have raised, <laughs> or you know, I really want to say the Supercross fans. So yeah. the Supercross community have raised over six hundred thousand dollars for. For this cause in just the last couple of years which is absolutely incredible man our community does come together whether it's something like saint jude's or uh you know a, a rider goes down they they come together yep. we are family when it comes down to it you know whether it yes. doesn't matter 
nationality, religion, political belief. When you go to the races, when you ride dirt bikes, you it's hard not to be friends with each other and just you know yep. and, and support each other. Really, it's really special about our sport. I think it it really is, and and I tell you, it's you know everything is very chaotic going into any new season, and unfortunately, we were only able to you know, capture as many racers as we did because we were already, we already needed headshots, you know, for TV and some of those other assets that we need for the typical season. Yeah. And I, I knew that uh, because the athletes really, really respond and want to be involved with the kids and they want to be involved in the campaign. And I absolutely knew that we were not going to be able to capture everybody uh, given that we only had two days uh, you know, to capture content anyway. So just about everybody that we weren't able to get on the first round has already reached out. Hey, how can I get involved? So in Indianapolis, I'm going to be running out into uh, the paddock and dropping off a lot of T-shirts to, you know, a lot of the athletes uh, that weren't able to get or be a part of the first round. Right. Uh, but, you know, it just, it's still, just like you were saying, such a testament that, you know, everybody really does want to be involved. Yep. And if it was a non-pandemic normal year, we would have had everybody coming through and would have been able to, to get everybody in their T-shirts. Uh, but due to the pandemic, that just wasn't possible going into Houston. But if any of our athletes are listening to the show, uh, know that we do have shirts. We will get you shirts, and we appreciate your support. Reach out to Jamie. Reach out to me directly if you want a shirt, but we will get it to you. Uh, if not in Indianapolis, you know, we can hook up with you in Orlando. And then even for all of our 250 West guys that will be debuting uh, at Orlando, too, we'll be able to get T-shirts to all of those athletes as well. Fantastic. Uh, so when it, when it comes to gaining exposure for p- programs like that, as well as just getting exposure for your sponsors. Um, so we kind of got used to all of the racing being live through Fox, and I know NBC Sports was doing it. Now that it's mostly playback stuff and that I myself had to buy the Peacock to where I'm watching it live and there's no commercials, has that, has, has that affected y'all and y'all sponsors not being on the live broadcast, or is it still kind of business as usual? You mean live? You mean yeah, like live say, network? Yeah, because because yeah. now I'm I'm it's, I it's not your the, mate. Like, it's not just mate regular TV. You got to pay. Yes, that's exactly. What you mean so because as a as I'm sure I'm not the only one that got the Peacock. Now I don't see any of those commercials or any of that oh, stuff because I'm not saying. I'm not watching the replay. I see what you're saying. I'm watching it live. So has that have is did that bring up any complications in still trying to get your sponsors exposed as well as programs like the St. Jude's one? No, not at all. Not okay, at all. I would say, I would say, you know, all of our title sponsors, major sponsors are, you know, thrilled to be on the network that we are on. You know, streaming, that's where everything is going. Yep. So we're on, you know, NBCSN. And, and, you know, for folks out there that still, you know, there still is a large part of the population that I think is a little bit confused on television packages. You know, if you still are a cable subscriber, we are on NBCSN. Here in Tampa, that's Channel 26. Right, right. <laughs> My sure. God. Yeah. It, uh, it follows, I think, ESPN2. 
And yes, you can absolutely, you know, and, and they talk about free. Is it free? Well, yeah, it's free because it's TV, but you're still paying for cable. Right. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> so there's there. There's right. That. Yeah. But the streaming, the streaming services, you know, everybody has one now. You know, ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, everything started with Netflix. You've got Hulu. You've got Amazon. You know, you've got CBS has their streaming platform. Uh, Peacock is now NBC you know, parent company uh, streaming service. So, you know, streaming is, is really where everything is going. Do I think that, you know, cable will never be an option? No, I think cable will always be, you know, part of uh, the packages in some form or fashion. Uh, but streaming where you can, you know, do things on demand and anywhere and pretty much everywhere, whether that's a desktop, uh, an iPad, or on your phone, um, you know that that these streaming services are really where it's going, and to see the numbers that people are subscribing to these, you know, subscription services, absolutely unbelievable. So, being that you're a business major, <laughs> what is not as easy to equate, and what these companies have been very uh, careful in the way that. Boy, how do I say it? You know, <laughs> a lot of them don't broadcast what their subscription, you know, base is, right? Right. But it's it's very strong. It's in the millions. Um, TV has always been, you know, with Nielsen ratings, there's always been, you know, whether it's 100% accurate has always been the thing with TV ratings. But there's been a way to measure television ratings. The streaming audience is much, much different, you know, uh, and I think that there is not a standard way to measure that as of yet. Uh, and I think a lot of companies, especially these big, big companies like NBC, like CBS, like ABC, Disney, ESPN, you know, they're all competing for that business right now. So they do keep some of that information uh, to themselves. But, you know, when they have something, you know, hey, we signed up 100 million subscribers in the last 60 days, that's significant, right? Sure, yeah, um, yeah. So I think that, you know, they're all competing for that business right now. And until they hit a certain plateau, they kind of keep that information uh, a little bit more on the down low because it's all still relatively new. But back to your original question from a sponsor standpoint, no, we are on the home for motorsports. We're on NBC. Gotcha. You know, I think people kind of forget that, uh, that, you know, my goodness, the Peacock has been, you know, they're one of the original broadcasters. Um, yep. NBC News just moved out of their, their home in Washington, D.C., you know, for the last 60 years. So they are NBC is part of the American fabric, and I think people kind of forget that yeah. that you know it is a huge badge of honor and you know lift to our brand and Supercross to be equated to the Peacock. Um, so no sponsors are related that we are you know with not only you know things like the NFL and you know Sunday Night Football and hockey. It's the home for hockey. Uh, in addition to all of motorsports. Okay. 
Yeah, it's yeah. People, I think some people think it's only on the streaming service, and maybe they don't realize. Yes, it's still still on regular TV. You just got you know where to find it. It's not that hard to figure things out, people. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, last couple things before I let you go. The press conferences. I told you before how much I appreciate that they're Zoom based. Uh, I I really enjoyed going down to the bowels of the stadium and doing it there in front of the guys, but. When yep. I couldn't be at a race, I love the fact that now I still can do a press conference. So I still yep. think those Zoom calls are amazing. I want to uh, f- forward a message from Nick and Trent from the Moto Limited show over in Australia. They wanted me to tell you thank you that they were beyond excited to be able to be a part of the, the last one from H3. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yep. they. Nick was literally, I think it was – Friday that we talked he was like when he got I think that was when you emailed him and gave him the go-ahead and mm-hmm. he's like I'm literally in tears and I, I sort of thought he was joking because <laughs> people say literally when it's not literal and he goes no 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 there's literal tears so he was super stoked we did a little zoom call between ourselves so I could show him uh, exactly how to use it because like me when Daniel or in the past on the uh, MX Sports one, when they say, raise your hand, I was literally, quite literally, raising my hand. Because <laughs> <Yep. laughs> I didn't know there was a button. So I told him, hey, don't be that dummy like me. And here's the button. So, again, I'm saying thank you. The Moto Limited show saying thank you. Uh, and I will tell you, uh, probably 30 minutes before the the press conference he's like hey first time you did one of these were you nervous and i said well yeah it was live like in front of the people and i was shaking holding the mic yes i was nervous <laughs> so he was nervous so was trent but they did a great job and uh again it's just i think it's really cool to get to see guys like gobert and the guys that are overseas come in and be a part of it i think it's an advancement in the press conferences for supercross Man, I appreciate you saying that. It was great to have them uh, as far as the last one. And I tell you, uh, you know, kind of pandemic, you know, related, uh, I've been asked many times, you know, what what tool, what key learning can you, you know, move or, you know, you think will stick, that you'll use, that you'll move into the future. And these Zoom uh, virtual press conferences are definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'll expound, expound on that in a minute, but, you know, to your point, the very first one we did, uh, and I never claimed to be, you know, a Zoom master by <laughs> any stretch, right. but the first one we did from Salt Lake City, my goodness, it was the same thing. Everybody was, you know, literally raising their hand. Yep. None of us knew <laughs> how to push the button. Well, good. So that we, we have come a long way from, the <laughs> yeah. from that. Yeah, yeah. And I do still see people raise, you know, raise their hand in the conferences, which is pretty funny. Um, but I tell you what has really been neat, and you know, I don't think, you know, even, you know, pre-pandemic, uh, if you attended Anaheim One and the Anaheim Openers were part of that press conference, um, you know, we would easily have 200 people, you know, in that room in oh, Anaheim. Yeah. yeah. And what, if you're, if you're really dialed in, then, you know, you 
know a lot of the players from different countries. Um, but we had at Anaheim 1 2020, I think we had journalists from over nine different countries represented, you know, physically there at that press conference. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that a lot of people, you know, you're kind of in your silo doing your thing, Race Direction's doing their thing, Steve is doing his thing, motocross action. So, you know, you, you pay a little bit of, of attention to what other people are doing. But I don't think anybody really sees the amount of international press that Supercross garners. And being that I'm at, you know, the the tip of the spear with that, I see it and I cultivate it. I develop it. I want as much international press involved with our sport because we are a global sport. And what the Zoom conferences have been able to do, and I think that it's so amazing for our athletes to see, which they were never, ever able to really do before uh, in person, but, you know, Jenny Hovey from Finland is on there asking questions, right? Revista Moto from Mexico, uh, you know, Nick from Australia, Alex from Australia, um, you know, all of these different countries. And I think it's so healthy for our athletes to see that and make that connection, you know, because they are used to, obviously, the domestic, you know, um, presence and all of the media that we have here. But I don't think that they really, outside of an interview request that might come through the team or through me or something like that, oh, okay, this is going to be in Spain in another language. Okay. I don't think they really think about it. Right. Yeah, But When we're routinely seeing, you know, journalists from six different countries on these post-race press conferences, I I think it's absolutely amazing. I think it's healthy for the sport. Uh, Even even Great Britain, you know, is dialed in, you know, with Max Ancy, and I I can't wait until Max gets back, you know, on the bike um, because we've had some new outlets that, you know, wanted to cover his story. Dylan Woodcock, we've got people that want to follow his story. Uh, Lorenzo from Italy, mm-hmm. right? We have over, we have athletes racing in Supercross right now from 14 different countries. And I think people, you know, don't really think about that quite often. So when we can get half of those countries and journalists from half of those countries in a virtual post-race press conference, man, we're doing something right. And I think it's super healthy. And if, if Zoom did not exist, we wouldn't, it, we, it wouldn't be, able now i'm going to do a little shout out because my boy at mx vice lewis phillips he keeps saying that he's going to get up early because it's uh, quite a time difference <laughs> yes it is but if he's listening to you dark side i'm giving him a little bit of crap because he hasn't made one yet so but alex gobert from moto online i don't know what time it is exactly in australia but he has made every one of these going all the way back to the Salt Lake City yep. 7. So yep. kudos to him. Absolutely. Those guys yeah, are, are dedicated. It's cool to see it. Uh, Sean, man, yep. thank you for coming on and talking to us for a while. I kept you a little longer than I thought I would, uh, but it was really great information, and I always appreciate you and what you do for us. Um, every every round that we get to make, you're, you're hospitable and awesome to talk to. Man, thank you so much. Uh, we won't use opening act, but, uh, man, always <laughs> a pleasure to come on the show. It was great seeing you. 
and uh, I, I, I guess we're not going to see you for a couple rounds until we're back in Arlington. Correct. Uh, but, but, man, we appreciate what you guys do, and uh, keep doing it, man. Thank you, guys. All right, Sean. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, man. See, see ya. All right, that's Sean Brennan from Feld. Thank you so much. Let's take another commercial break, and we'll be back with Hunter Sales. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, blood lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust blood lubricants in our machines so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their chain lube, two-stroke pre-mix, polyclean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember back in the late 80s, early 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets that you'd see on Supercross. Jeremy McGrath, Jeff Emig, Damon Bradshaw, all the top riders had custom-painted helmets tricked out, and I was super jealous. I could never afford to get one done. Now there's an option, extreme colors. When you're rolling up to the line with a custom-painted helmet, it's one of the coolest feelings you can have. Kirk Hunter has been painting helmets since 1998, and his price is still the same. $295 gets you a professional one-of-a-kind paint job on your lid. Just contact Kirk at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com or go to motoxpodshow.com and check out the contact links. Now you too can have a custom-painted helmet just like Jeremy McGrath and be the envy of all your friends at a reasonable price. Follow him on Instagram at x-t-r-e-m-e-k-o-l-o-r-s extreme colors. Let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. All right, we're back, and our next guest of the night is brought to you by Williams Moto Works. If you want a complete power package from cams, porting, transmission to ECU, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 and follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or email them at williamsmotoworks, and that's W-E-R-X, at gmail.com. Tonight, Williams Moto Works brings us Mr. Hunter Sales, the 99. What's up, dude? Uh, not much. Just uh, chilling in Iowa at uh, Mason Kerr's house right now. Ah, oh, tell Mason I said what's up. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's a good dude. Uh, back here, he had a a brother going into the army, so he had, we had to catch some dinner with him last night, and then uh, yeah, just getting everything ready to head over to Indy. Yeah, so um, how how are you feeling after the three rounds of Houston in one week? Uh, you went 15-14 D and Q. I know you're not happy with that one. But uh, just as a whole, how was your week? How do you feel about it? Um, I was stoked on it, to be honest. Um, I was 
really happy with my qualifying. Yeah. Last year, I really, I really struggled with uh, going fast for a lap and getting the track down pretty, pretty quick. I'd say. Um, and this year, it's yeah, I'm getting it. I'm getting it dialed in that first practice, whether I put a heater in or not. Um, I'm gonna keep doing what I've been doing and uh, fixed a couple things to maybe help me out on the start a little bit. So hopefully that comes in this weekend. So what is it that's changed? Uh, this is something I asked a few privateers last week. You know, it's it's hard to get out there and qualifying. You're limited on time. You got to get a quick, a fast lap in. Uh, you probably during the week don't have anywhere near as much time or places to ride as some of the other guys do. So how is it for you trying to get out there and no, I've got to do all the obstacles. I got to get it down quick. And, and what changed from last year to, to where it's getting better? Um, to be honest, I think it was the lack of time that I had. Um, I got down to club MX a little later than I wanted to. Um, just, I had to, I had to work before I came down. So, uh, with being over there, being on the track with, uh, all the club guys and Brandon Haas, the owner, um, and then gym time after I kind of took it upon myself to beat it into my brain and getting <laughs> everything back going again. And I think that's what it was. Like I was just driven that month and a half that I was there training and all that. But um, I don't know. It's it's a little tougher for us. But, yeah, uh, well, absolutely. Seen, we work through it. I mean, we we all try and help each other. If anyone needs help, um, we ride when we can. And yeah, I mean, we got probably we got one ride at Van Martin's house last in Houston, and that was all we did. Um, okay. I, we didn't ride like seven days prior to the first round, so with rain Jeez. and such at club. Right. Yeah, that that's that makes it. Man, there's so many things that I think the average fan has no idea that the privateers go through or struggle with. Uh, you know, I wish there was more platforms like ours and some other, you know, Moto Spy or whatever. I wish there was more stuff like that covering your you guys' journey. Yeah, it'd be really cool to have a camera <laughs> to see really what goes on. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm my own mechanic this year, and so same as with Mason with bike work and all that. I mean, we both got our girlfriends helping us out at the line and such, but, you know, working on it, washing it, I mean, making it race ready for the next race, you know, that's, you got to take it upon yourself to know you're doing everything right. And yeah. Everything that's and making sure everything's safe for you to hop on it. That's a designate or a dedicated chick, man, that she's helping you out at the line and washing the bike. That's, that's love right there. Yeah, she's a she's a keeper for sure. It <laughs> sounds like it. But does she does all all my like paperwork and stuff with sponsoring like that? So, nice. Uh, yeah, she's a she's a really big help, and I appreciate her. That's awesome. Uh, so so you just mentioned like it's it's hard for you to like have the time to get the bike ready, and you know you're doing it yourself with you know with a little help. Do you? I don't really know how they would do this, but do you think that you guys? And that should have more time between the LCQ and the main, because like they complain about, you know, there's lappers and lappers, but they're putting y'all, you know, you're just 15 minutes, but y'all are doing 20 something laps. Do y'all even have a chance to recover enough to where y'all can even? Are y'all getting a legitimate shot to finish the main like you would want to endurance wise, or do you should they work in the program where y'all have a little more recovery time so that now that you're in the main, it's hard for you guys to get there. Do you should y'all get a better chance? You know. 
Yeah. Um, I know that's kind of long. But <laughs> say you don't, yeah. Say you don't. Say you don't make the heat. Um, for me, I want I want the LCQ down to go or to come quick as possible, just because I'm uh, I'm already kind of ready to go. But then after, say you make it in the main, yeah, you, you definitely got to go back to the camper, um, get some water in you, kind of get what you think you can get in you, and fill your gas up, lube your chain, and head back out, you know. So I think that's a little quick. Um, it would be nice to get a, a few extra minutes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you got you to do what you got to do. Um, how is it with a schedule, uh, you know, typically normal years – race on saturday you have all week to get to the next track all week to go home and train or whatever do you like as i do as a fan the three races in a week staying in a city uh you know maybe a little less travel do you like that or is that harder for you as a privateer um i like it to be honest um i think uh me and my buddies always are joking around and say they finally figured it out this year i guess right so uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just me and me and Mason sharing uh, Airbnbs and such, and the ladies are getting it dialed in, you know, <laughs> in advance. So yeah. it's, it's all work. It's all working good over here, and we're having a good time doing it and saving a little bit of money here and there. There you go. All right, let me ask you this. So you're, I'm sure you're aware of Pulp Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Uh, so even, I think I even said something to you a couple of times. I was like, Hey, I got you in pulp. Don't no pressure. Just kind of joking with you. But does that stuff honestly get on your nerves? Like you can be honest. It's fine. If I, if I annoyed you with it. Um, no, not really. I mean, I got buddies that kind of maybe piss and moan about it a little bit. Yeah. Not me. I mean, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. I think it's different. It's different. I think when the people that play, then like if like Saturday night you didn't make the you didn't make the main right so if the if the the person that played searches you out on social media or whatever and gives you crap that's where it crosses the line in my opinion I'm just doing it for fun you know I might be a little bit upset you know during it but like I'm not I'm certainly not going to say anything to the writers I pick because that's absolutely ridiculous and like the last thing you really give a crap about is fantasy my fantasy picks yeah, your your points. I mean, I, I'm looking at my points and going shoot myself. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, I I get what you're saying there. Yeah, that's a little too far for me. Yeah, I know. Like A Ray gets it a lot. A Ray A Ray gets it a I, lot. I actually got a little bit of smoke from that whole Moseman thing. Uh, I think it was round two or no round one. Oh really? What? what? Yeah. Just, just a little little bit of stuff going on on like social media and stuff telling me to get out of the way and, i don't know just the keyboard keyboard warriors yeah yeah so you gotta love people man not everybody should have an opinion it's just it's, <laughs> it's a yeah. it's it's definitely the downfall of uh social media but what you got scotty uh so you're you're kind of on that that bubble of that guys where you're group a qualifying or group b qualifying what is it? What's best for you? Do you like being the one of the faster guys in B, or do you feel like you get better line selection and and can get that speed faster in the in the first practice? Um, if you would have asked me this question last year, I would have told you B. Um, this year, I feel really at home in A. To be honest, I, it's kind of nice having those guys out there, um, and I just seem like seems like I can go 
faster on kind of it's it's lined up already a little bit i can go faster with those ruts there and everything can kind of use it to my advantage and then like the whoops um i'm uh i'm a fan of whoops so i mean <laughs> the ones that we had this weekend were kind of longer and kind of separated them separated the faster and slower ones and uh i think it came in nicely for me uh man anybody that says they're a fan of whoops i don't understand that's, that's outside my brain comprehension uh but that's, again, somebody that has no talent like myself on a motorcycle, really. Uh, talk about Club MX, man. Uh, how's that been for you, training there? Um, do you, have you had any run-ins with Filthy Phil when he's been hanging out? Um, I always see him around. I don't, yeah. get to, I don't get to talk with him much. Um, I don't know him that well. Okay. But, uh, no, Club MX has been crazy this year. I mean, we have, had so, we have so many fast dudes there training day in, day out. The tracks have been uh, really gnarly. So uh, for Christmas break, kind of everybody went home. Mm-hmm. So they tore down the tracks to rebuild the Indy Indy Three replica. Okay. And it just rained, froze, and rained. <laughs> so all the dirt was super soft. Right. And it was it was soft for three weeks. Like it never got to harden up. Um, about the time we left for Houston, it finally started to harden up a little bit but yeah it's been really good training brandon's been definitely uh holding us accountable yeah well it's it's probably going to be ruddy this week uh this next week at indy so maybe that that'd be good for you do you like that kind of stuff yeah i do actually i feel like it kind of slows it down in a way and yeah you got to be more precise and just kind of hit your marks you know ride your own race ride your dirt bike and Hey, let's let's step back a little bit, man. Um, what's your history with moto? Like, how'd you get into it? Was your dad into it? A family member? Like, or did you just discovered on your own? Um, my dad and his brother used to ride, just kind of like sandpits back in the day, and he thought it'd be cool to get me one for my fourth birthday, and uh, just rode for a couple of years and started racing when I was about six. And you know how it goes from there. You just you know? fell in love with it. Yep, and then Loretta's came into the picture, and how'd that go? Um, what's your best finish? The fifty years weren't the fifty years weren't the best. <laughs> My best years at Loretta's were probably Super Mini one and two. I went uh, fifth and eighth or ninth overall in Super Mini one and two. Okay. Um, with a fourth there, so my my best finish there was a fourth. Hey, nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. Yeah, that's killer, man. That's shit. I've never even been to Loretta's other than to watch the national. So, so yeah. And then I, I actually came into came into Loretta's that year, and I won a championship at Ponca. Good for so, you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah awesome. Yeah, yeah, you got you got some stats. Got a little bit of stats, yeah. not much, but they're... dude, good for you. Yeah. So has so now we lost a couple of the the big name guys and. I noticed a lot of people jumped up a few positions this last minute event just strictly from people not being there. Has does does that change your mindset at all? Like, are you like, oh, well, like now, like, I my, I got to change my goals. Are you are you still just you know focusing on being the best you? Um, I want to be the best me, but I think that best me can be, um, cracking that top ten now. Yeah. Um, be, before those couple of factory guys went out, it was. 
you know, it's maybe possible to get a 10. But uh, after that, I definitely uh, think I could crack the top 10. But, I mean, I'm just going to go out there and keep doing what I'm doing um, with my qualifying and all that. So, yeah, nothing, nothing's going to change at Indy 1, 2, or 3. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's man, it's not easy. We like we talked about a while ago for the privateers. You just got to go out there and get good starts and put your laps in, and, and you got to have like a lot of belief in yourself, man. Because look, the the factory equipment, especially in the two hundred and fifty class, is just much much. It's such an advantage. So you just got to go in, know that you've got the skill and the technique, and then not be in any way. Um, Nervous isn't the word I want, but just intimidated by those other guys and go out there and shoot. If you got to throw an elbow, throw an elbow and go race. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, just just going to go out there and do my thing. I mean, yeah. I feel like I got it down pretty good in these past couple of races. It's it's nice to have those races quick, kind of, I don't know, just get you, get you ready and you know how you feel coming into the next round and the next round you can kind of work off it. Well, man, I, so, uh, I I was impressed watching you ride, man. You got good good uh, technique, and I, I think I think you're gonna improve in the next few weeks. Like you know, opening rounds, I just I saw a lot of skill in you, and you know, just a few little things here and there that maybe cost you some positions. But I think uh, come Indy, I can definitely see you getting up there in that top ten like you want. And I, I don't think it's gonna take a lot more to get you there, to be honest. Yeah, I think I got it. I got it all. In me, I just got to put it all together. You yeah, know? it's like a puzzle. Just slowly put the pieces together, and we'll, but we'll get there. Well, Hunter, man, it's really great to get a chance to talk to you a little bit. Um, I, I wish I could have talked to you a little bit more at the track and maybe done a live interview. Uh, unfortunately, with the guidelines, we weren't allowed to do that. But I'm glad you came on tonight and let us get to know you a little bit. Absolutely, yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, um, Hunter. Good luck this weekend. Uh, I won't be there. I think the next round we're going to is Dallas, so you, you probably won't be there unless you're going to ride a 450. So, again. I'll be there. Oh, will you? Awesome. Well, cool, man. Maybe maybe we'll get a chance to come by and say hi then. Uh, hopefully, maybe the guidelines will be a little less stringent, but maybe not. Either way, I'll come by and say hi to you. And once again, thanks for coming on tonight. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, Hunter. Take care, bud. Later. All right. See ya. Hunter Sales. And I like having these privateers on. Uh, I really, like I said, barely got a chance to meet him at the race. Yeah. It was just no time, not really something you're allowed to do. I just kind of walked by and asked for his phone number from a distance. Yeah. Um, but appreciate him it's... coming on. Let's take our last commercial break, and we'll come back with Dylan Woodcock. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No. No, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, hire rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like... If you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at Williams 
Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W E R X at gmail.com. Okay. That's better. Not good, but better. Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto X Pod Show for 2021. What can we say that you don't already know? In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne, as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the beast from the east damon bradshaw trust fly racing there simply is no better what's up guys this is the seven juice trade out of intercom i'm here to tell you about a turbis usa for decades the turbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic accessories like full plastic kits frame guards chain sliders hand guards in 2020 they are the proud sponsors of red bull factory ktm Bastion Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeeUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440, and y'all better tell them Moto X Pajo sent you. Welcome back. Once again, we are back with our third was that second guest of the night? We're doing this thing. Our third guest of the night. We're doing this thing a little out of order tonight. Uh, and our third guest of the night is brought to you by X Brand Goggles, which have grown into the, one of the top goggle choices for many of the top privateers, such as John Short, Ryan Brees, Jacob Hayes, Ben LeMay, Kyle Chisholm, uh, many, many more. Tonight, X Brand Goggles brings us the one, the only, Dylan Woodcock. How you feeling, man? Oh, I've been better, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you had a pretty gnarly crash Saturday night. Uh, I was—I actually had came looking for you in the pits right before the night show started, and you were—you were not at the pit area. And then I was really sorry to hear that you got injured. So I actually never got a chance to meet you in person. But dude, I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. I think I might have been in the uh, printer just listening to music or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, getting ready. Uh, just relaxing, yeah, but yeah, it was a shame, you know, uh, pretty good this year and just had a lot of fun riding, really, and uh, yeah, I just hit the whoops, maybe on, on uh, just a little bit too close to the tough blocks and where the tractor had been and uh, I was straight and going pretty fast and it just, uh, the back end come out and I hit the concrete pretty hard and it was uh, it was scary for a moment, but I made two main events, I'm still smiling, so that's the main thing. Well, yeah, that's good to hear that you're you're still in somewhat good spirits, all things considered. Um, what what are the injuries? Uh, I've broke uh, an L L one, I think, or a two in my back, like a like a fracture compound, and then, um, at first I couldn't feel my legs, but oh. the obviously as I've started to walk more and more, my uh, my legs have like gone from like a to more like a like a tingling so i've got feel my legs on the bottom of my feet it's like it's like 45 percent feeling you know so yeah. uh, hopefully that'll come back man that that's scary but like at least you have some feeling and 
yeah, hopefully that continues to improve. It's still pretty early. I'm sure there's still some swelling going on. Let's let's talk to more some more positive stuff. Let's uh let's talk about the first two rounds. Uh, you got a fit. You went twenty two nineteen at H one and H two. Um, where where were you expecting to be going into those races? Are you pretty okay with how you finished, or not? What do you have? Did you feel like you should have done better? Uh, I, I mean, I had a good. Uh, the only thing like I should have done better was just the uh, the heat races. Mm-hmm. I messed around for too long at the start, maybe because I've never been up so far up the front in a big race like that. So maybe I doubted myself a little bit at the beginning, and then once every everyone starts to spread out, I was like, oh, hold up, like I'm a bit faster than these guys that are in front of me, but then now they're like six seconds ahead, you know? Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah. But it was a uh, it's it's a good experience. I mean, it's it's every kid's dream from the UK to ride Supercross. There's only really select few few of us that are from the UK and come over and ride. So. Uh, yes, it was a dream come true. So I was happy with the results I got. Just a shame when I first qualified, I, I was so nervous in the LCQ. I just <laughs> smoked my clutch, you know. But, oh, wow, well, yeah. Uh, I was having fun. I had fun every minute until uh, until I crashed. But I was still there for a minute. And then, uh, I mean, I'm already starting to think about how I'm going to come back over and uh, figure it out for next year. Oh, nice. Um, we're talking about coming over from the U.K., that has to be fairly difficult, right? I mean, people, the privateers here struggle enough getting from California to Florida or whatever. So coming from the UK, like what was your support system? How'd you make that happen? Uh, Cause that seems like a lofty goal, to be honest. Yeah. It's, uh, it's so hard. It's hard to come over, but I, uh, I am training to be like a, a stunt. I'm, I actually have a job. I don't just ride bikes all the time and just kind of waste waste money sometimes so i got <laughs> okay. i i quit motocross like racing motocross when i was like 18 uh just because i knew i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna make any money so i was just basically burning money for no reason so <laughs> i stopped riding and then uh, i started to to do some work here and there and try to figure it out a little bit and then uh, i found out what i wanted to my dad to stunt man for like the movie so i kind of started trying to get inroads to following him with that and then uh we obviously had COVID in the UK, so I was uh, working on a building site for a little while and just saved up as much money as I had. And uh, yeah, my dad bought me a plane ticket and kind of said, "Like, look, you've got to pay for the rest." So, oh wow, bought 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 a bike, bought uh, put a piston in it, uh, done, got the suspension done, and then uh, uh, that was us. We uh, a good friend out here, uh, Mickey Carter. He's uh, he owns California Motocross Holidays, and uh, he like kind of, oh, yeah. he's like a dad, brother, all kinds of family. He's like family to me, especially his wife Megan. Uh, so when I come here, I kind of almost have like the facility to wash the bike, keep the bike there, live, um, use the vehicles. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's uh, it works out good. It's yeah, it works out good. Yeah, but I, uh, for this year, I didn't realize that I was going to be coming over. So it's a bit, um, it's a bit. It was like a, the program was a bit loose to be fair. Like, <laughs> okay. We fair was just enough. making it up. We was just make, making it up as we go along. <laughs> fair enough. Hey, you're having a good time and enjoying life. Uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, I'll I'll come back to some of the questions I'd written down. Now that you said the stuntman thing, I got it. I know. I I, yeah, I got it. I got to ask. Like, have you like gotten to do any cool like sh- like where you're riding 
a dirt bike in like the middle of a street and get to like wheelie tap out of a curb or anything like <laughs> any anything cool have you gotten to do noteworthy like that uh well i haven't done nothing on a motorcycle yet because uh there's obviously guys that are like doing like high up in uh in the industry but i know all of those guys you know so i'm kind of trying to follow in the uh in the footsteps of them guys and uh but i've done i've done a few like quad bike stunts and some fighting stunts like mm. it's been a few few little things but like it's nothing been done class as a stunt man like i'm trying to get my my hours in you know you have yeah. to get a certain amount of hours to become a stunt man in in england anyway so it's just a long process so i'm just trying to trying to start from the bottom and uh get to the top with uh without trying to hurt myself like i have <laughs> <laughs> do you know steve de castro say, say that again do you know steve de castro do you know no okay. is, he, is he a british stuntman no no he's american he uh he does a lot of stuff for dax shepherd like in the movie chips and uh hit oh, and run and uh he works with dave castillo they the, and he steve does a lot of stuff on the marvel movies um so oh, yeah he's an american stuntman i actually did a podcast with him a couple years ago uh but yeah he's he's big in the industry over here and that stuff always as a kid you're you're way too young to know this probably but there was a television show when I was a kid called Fall Guy, and it was about a stuntman. It was Lee Majors, and he was the the unknown stuntman. And man, as a kid, like I would jump out of trees and try to slide across the hood of my parents' car, trying to be like Dukes of Hazard, pretend I was a stuntman. So fascinating what that that's a career. Um, it, it's it's and it's hard work, man. It takes a lot of skill, a lot of technique to keep it safe. Yeah. It's really impressive that you do that. Are you Hello? there? Yeah, are you there? Yeah, yeah, okay. Sorry. Sorry. So, uh, it's got the year phone line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, I kind of had to decide when I was younger like I'd done the whole EMX like EMX European type thing mm -hmm. and it wasn't really working. Didn't have the best of time and then I kind of thought like I need to I need to figure out what I'm going to do because you can't just keep burning like someone's money for no reason, you sure. know. So, uh kind of didn't kind of figured it out that I wasn't going to be a good motocross racer so I lo always loved supercross but I was a bit too young to uh, uh like taste it or, or like even get like a little smidge of it and then I went to Germany one time and just uh it kind of all started there and then when I've done my first uh supercross and then uh I obviously didn't qualify and then uh yeah, that's kind of it. And then okay. that's kind of like my summer job. And then in the winter, I just try to race Supercross wherever wherever it takes me. Well, that's that's the cool, though, man. That's a cool – I like your program. I think – I don't care if it's loose. I like it. So Yeah. We like to have fun all the time. So yeah. it's uh, always having fun, you know. Cool. Yeah, I was, I was kind of thinking, you know, thinking about questions. I was thinking about your scenario of, you know, kind of how you went down. You know, your LCQ, you're right there in the transfer spot. And I had this theory, and I wanted to run it by you as a rider. Do you think that you guys would it would it be more beneficial to where they in LCQ? I mean, the heat races instead of nine, they took eight, and then they let six of y'all go out of the LCQ. That way, because like so you're, less you're start, in the heat race, yeah, more in the LCQ. you're taking one qualifying off of each heat yeah, race, one one position. So that way, because you're still twenty two rider gate, 
and y'all are going for four positions. Like that, I just feel like they're putting y'all in risky situations to where you're having to send it on a you know whoop section like like you had to, to just to get it qualify. You know, if if they had done six, you would have been you wouldn't have had to been so threatened, and you would have been able to ride your pace. Do Do you think that that would work, or what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I, t- sorry, I didn't realize there was two people on the podcast. Oh, sorry Hello. about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Um, I didn't realize. Sorry, uh, but to be honest with you, uh, when when I crashed, I was actually in the heat race, so it was. Uh, oh, it's still it wasn't heat. I'm sorry. so bad, but I'm obviously it's, it's cool. It's cool. I obviously went to both the LCQs and uh, that kind of stuff, but uh, I think they do it to make it exciting for the fans, obviously, and we all know our, our limits on the track, so uh, it can it you can hurt yourself walking down the road or, or even just doing something that's not your fault, you know. So you kind of well, as racers, we don't really. Um, <clears throat> Don't really think of it like a like that, but I mean, it, the, the LCQ is obviously it's crazy. You know, like I've made a lot. Um, well, I made that pass on, on that guy and uh, mm-hmm. to make the to make the LCQ and stuff like that. I mean, it's I think they like it for that type of thing, but it's a uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, at that point, if you change that, then the guys that are instead of fourth and fifth battling for the last spot then you got sixth and seventh you're but, still gonna be but it's a percentage thing because maybe, now because yeah. now you have there's, there's more spots and you still have the same amount of riders okay you know? hard to say man yeah i don't know it's just i was just a theory yeah. i had on the truck drive over here okay hey dylan do you do you have anybody with you in the state at the hospital that's you know because you came over from uk do you have somebody hanging out with you taking care of you uh, Mickey was Mickey was here, but due to COVID, he uh, he come with me to the hospital straight after the, to the race because uh, I I kind of I went to the race with Nick Schmidt and his mechanic okay. and was kind of going to put my bike on his rig. So I just said to Mickey like, look, I want to fly you out here because I don't want to do everything by myself and just, I need someone that I know I'm comfortable with and you know, yeah. you know I'm twenty twenty years old out here on my own trying <laughs> to figure it figure it all out i need someone to to like to, like i don't know like you know what i mean like just explain stuff to sure. or speak to and and mickey's helped me every time i've been here and, and see, he's never rode supercross in his life but let me tell you he sell me some things on the supercross track like oh maybe try this or, or and it's every time i've done it it's like it's bloody work so it's uh oh, that's cool it's, uh, he's a He's a good guy to have around, and he's a he's a good friend. So, but he can't actually stay here. So he was here, and then um, I just said like, look, he stayed in a in a hotel for the night because he couldn't stay with me. Right. So I just said like, look, there's no need for you to be here. So uh, he's gone back to California. But luckily, riding with kind of towing in with Nick, uh, there's a guy that rides for the team, Kerferman. He's, he's a family are like 20 minutes down the road and I was staying at the house in between the races. So uh, so I got lucky that I, I know a family that's close to the hospital. And, and you, you broke up when you said that. What's the name of the person? Uh, Kerr Furman. Curran, yeah, yeah. I know Curran well. He's good people, man. I like Curran. Yeah, Curran and his family are, yep. have been messaging me a lot and uh, they sent me some M&Ms and uh, <laughs> stuff like stuff like that and awesome. then uh they, they they said if i get discharged tomorrow the next day whenever it is um i can stay there until my flight gets booked home you know oh good yeah current current's a good guy speaks real softly real quiet but yeah he's i like him a lot yeah he's he's a good guy good 
Well, Dylan, I'm not going to keep you too long, man. I know you're not feeling good. And um, I, I, I hate the fact that the first time we talked is under these conditions, but I really hope that you heal up quickly, heal up well, and get back to racing and stunt manning and, <laughs> and just, man, I hope you co- a full recovery. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm sure you'll see me uh, starting uh, the Supercross series off in Germany or France, and then I'll be sure making my way over to here next year. Sounds good, Dylan. Take care, buddy. Uh, if there's anything we can do to help you out, feel free. You have my number. Reach out, and we'll see what we can do. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Take care, Dylan. Thanks. Cheers, Cheers boys. Bye. Cheers. Dude, what a bummer, man. I hate that he got hurt like that. Um when I saw ah, the wreck, I was, yeah. I, I was worried. I, I mean, obviously, back's not any better, but it, when, when I thought I thought it popped his hip out. The, oh, way, really? the way it looked on TV, it, it looked like he tried to catch himself and that leg just, like, folded backwards. It did not look good. He was he was going for it, though. He sent it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it was, sc- it was scary, man. I mean, ah. I, I hate seeing crashes like that, and it just he went flying through the air. I knew, yeah, I I got confused. I knew he was battling for a transfer spot when it happened. I just got confused on which race it was. It's all good, but but uh, yeah, I think I don't know. I think that that theory could like I don't know that nine's such a weird number, anyways. And like, oh I, yeah, I don't know. I I could see that being because you know your twenty two guys turn into six. That's yeah. that seems a lot more safe than twenty two turn into four. Yeah, it, it may work. I, I don't. Know. I don't know. Well, that's, my, not gonna that's, it, my, so. that's my race take rant. That's your race take rant. All right. Wait. <laughs> well, hey, we're gonna wrap this thing up. I did mention we're gonna we're touch t- talk about two fifties real quick. Um, Star Yamaha looking good right now. Yeah. I Christian think pretty, Nicole. Is, could, would you make a bet with anybody that star a champion is from that tent? Who else? Well, who, the who, odds are the odds are yes because there's two to one on really the the really the favorites. Jet's the other guy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would say I would probably take the bet that it would come from Star. Could you just, see Jet just like popping off like five wins in a row? Mm, I don't know about five, but like I think three. He could well, win how, a many, how many is there left? Like six. Oh, uh, so we got the three. Oh, I think like four six, total. Four, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So I mean, and, and the shootout. So yeah, like the four shootout. more than the shootout. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Christian. That's a good pick. I'm going to go with Christian because I want to see Steve have to shave yeah, his head. Yeah, Steve's going to have to shave his head. Yeah. Right? I don't think he thought it was going to be. Yeah, well, I don't know. if he. Yeah, and, you know, obviously with Fortner going down and RJ going down, that I, threw a little bit of a, some guys that could, could yeah. play devil's advocate or whatever. For, uh, Steve will be over there with duct tape on Fortner's shoulder trying to make sure that he <laughs> can make it in. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see if uh, Austin rides this weekend. I don't think – if even if he does, I don't think he'd be much of a factor, to be honest. But Yeah. But who well, knows? Who, who knows? Right? I mean, I mean everything – these these athletes are nuts sometimes. Um, yeah, so I, I did mention, I think, earlier the jet traction control thing. Did I bring that up earlier? Yeah, but I don't know anything about it. it there was there was an extra cable – like electrical cable on his swing arm going to the rear wheel that wasn't supposed to necessarily be there. And in the press conference, I asked him, I said, Hey, you know, was that data acquisition or some kind of traction control? And he wasn't, you know, he was like, I I don't know. He said, that's some HRC covert stuff or like, he just kind of made up an excuse, but it was gone the next day, the next race. Oh, oh, really? Because traction control is not allowed on the rear wheel. Not, actual traction traction control i guess what i guess what the 
the one that like I have it on my bike. Yeah, but that's but not that's, actual that's, traction that's control. Different. That's it's like something to do with the motor and the clutch uh, so or you something. Can, you can use that. Though, that's right? allowed. Yeah. Oh, okay. what, what what it looked like on his bike would be something that technically wouldn't be allowed. I asked him about it in the press conference, and MXA kind of brought it up, and I think it was in Dirt was Rider. It, was it on the rake weekend he won? Yes, I believe so. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. He's not going to get like stripped or anything of that. No, either. because nobody protested it, and it's gone now. So oh, okay, um, that's crazy though. But some people noticed the other. It wasn't like that's not I, the first time that's happened though, right? Somebody else did that one time. Yeah, I, I think believe. so. Yeah, but it was interesting, and it's just funny that they covered it. And then the other thing I was going to bring up. On Saturday, at, on the press conference, I asked Austin Forkner a question, and then apparently they used that question, they used my my video from the press conference, and then Austin's yeah. video, and used it on the Race Day Live on Tuesday, which I didn't know. I was getting texts and DMs and stuff, like, dude, you're on TV, and so that was kind of oh. neat that they actually, they put my real name, and from the Moto X Pod show, I think, so. Oh, that's cool. We got a little bit of TV time. There Whether we that go. went anywhere, I don't know, but. Little steps. Yeah. Um. Yeah, all right. I, I kind of would like to get into this a little bit more, but we got to wrap this thing up okay. tonight. So, everybody, stay tuned for the pre-recorded interview with Jay Reynolds from Hoosier Arena Cross. And I also want to go back and thank one more time our title sponsor, Cherbies USA, also X Brand Goggles, Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, Williams Moto Works, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricant Oils. Fly Racing, Power Band Racing for your WP suspension needs, and, of course, Extreme Colors, Helmet Painting. Uh, support our sponsors, and also for new listeners, if you guys don't know, you can go to patreon.com, search out the Moto X Pod Show, and if you feel like it, you can support us. You can donate your monthly, give a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, a hundred dollars, whatever you feel comfortable with. All that money goes into an account that we use whether when we need new equipment, when we travel, I use some of it for gas money this week to get to the races. Uh, all that stuff goes back into the show, and it really allows us to do the things that we try to do. Uh, we ordered a new piece of equipment that when I'm at the races, I can actually do podcasts from the race. It's the same thing that Steve Mathis has when he was in Salt Lake City, and he did his shows, all his shows this week with. It's uh, called a Roadcaster Pro. Yeah. Or I would one. love to it's do it. sitting a- right behind you in a yellow case. Probably actually what we're going to use to do all our shows from now on. We may get rid of the board we have and use this thing. It's super yep. simple, does everything we need, and it's portable. So that I'd, I'd be totally down to do a Arlington live show. That'd yeah, so awesome. we're probably going to do some stuff like that. But yeah, Patreon.com helps us out a ton. It means a lot. Um, you know, we have a few supporters right now. Every once in a while, we try to do some special things for those guys, like give them special prizes or even some – some exclusive podcasts. I really haven't done that in a while, but I need to patron.com means a lot to us. All our fans, all our supporters. Thank you. Uh, other than that, it, we're done tonight, but stay tuned for the Jay Reynolds interview and we'll be back next week. See ya. Okay, our next guest of the night is brought to you by Berm Lords graphics and Jersey ID at Berm Lords on Instagram graphics at bermlords.com for any info. They can do anything you want as far as dirt bike graphics, stickers, and jersey printing. So check them out. Berm Lord's proud sponsor of the Pulp Mech Show. Tonight, bringing us Mr. Jay Reynolds from the Hoosier Arena Cross Series. What's up, man? Jamie, man, we are turning and burning and uh, <laughs> hitting records and uh, in the face of this pandemic and having a blast. Yeah, we've had you on a few weeks ago as the series was sort of kicking off. Uh, so things are going good, it sounds like, and it looks like from the, what I've seen on the, the show 
Yeah, absolutely. Flow Sports has been bringing it to us, every, bringing it to everybody every Friday and Saturday night. That's been a huge deal. Um, you know, who would have known that a pandemic would make the motorsports industry <laughs> explode like it has, right? Right. Yeah. It's a bit, it's, uh, it's, people have been needing something. Well, it's, it's actually kind of a blessing in disguise, if you ask me. I mean, it's gotten kids and even ad- and adults outside, not just sitting in front of a computer and, or in front of movies and that kind of thing. So I think that's a lot that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, you're probably right. And, and it, you know, that's what we've seen over the trend over the last few years is kids staying indoors, not going out and riding bikes. But, yeah, now they're, they're probably sick of that and are wanting to get outside and do things that are active and Dirt bike sales are up. Everything, you know, riding gear sales are up. It's it's definitely been good for the industry. Yep, it has. I mean, our all of our, uh, I mean, all of our numbers are up. Um, we're at our, our, our at our high average on entries. Stands are full. Everything everything's up. Uh, man, in Council Bluff, we hit twelve hundred entries on that on that race on that race weekend. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Has there been any? We've never uh, hit that in our life. I don't know if there's an arena cross out there that's hit that in the past in yeah. in, in, in in 20 years anyway. How does that affect your scheduling? Do you have to start? Do you have to change up the format a little bit to do qualifiers or anything? You don't know what's happening until it's happening. We have 600 <laughs> entries on Friday, right? Right. People come in. They say the line is like 100 yards long, three people deep, and and like holy crap. So. Yep, we just ran it and uh, we got it done. And it was a little rough on Friday. Um, by Saturday, we had it all fixed and uh, we had it all all done. It went went like clockwork on Saturday. So. Good to hear. Well, you guys are coming to uh, my home area, Mesquite, Texas, this weekend for the the Hoosier Arena Cross. I know the, the what lo- an amazing area. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I know all the local guys are excited. I'm sure a number of my buddies will be entering. Uh, what what can we expect at this weekend's Hoosier Arena Cross? Man, we, we you know at Mesquite we got a lot of cool things. Uh, Chad Mayo used to ride uh, dirt bikes all the time. He's now doing side by sides. He called me and goes, "You want to do side by side racing?" And I'm like, "At the end of the night, we could do it because I think they'll tear up the track, right?" right. So we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have side by sides. Um, Chad picked out the racers, and so we've got uh, we've got a bunch of side by sides coming out for Friday and Saturday night. Um, anybody, I want loud and proud here. Loud, I want everybody to hear this. We're doing free Stasic bikes races Friday and Saturday night, and you got to have your own Stasic. We don't provide the Stasic, but bring your Stasic. It's an absolutely free race. As long, I mean, you got to pay your gate pass again. Yeah. But but uh, six thirty both days, and we're going to put every rider that comes and does that. I have a brand new in the box basic bike, and we're going to take every racer that races for free, and we're going to put them in an entry to draw for a brand new basic bike on Saturday night. Dude, that is awesome! I, yeah, those things are so rad. So, if you got a basic, come to Mesquite Friday or Saturday night. Doesn't matter. Hey, we'll put I, your name in the we'll put your name in there, and uh, and then we'll draw it out Saturday night. And we'll give away that basic bike. I love that. Now I, I want to step back to Chad Mayo for just a second. Two things. <laughs> One, I want you to tell him that Darkside said he's only racing side by sides because he got too fat to race dirt bikes. Gotcha. Okay, and two, you need to check. I, I don't know how the the um, classes are in side by sides, but whatever the rules are, he's cheating. I guarantee it. You double check that. You tell him I said he's cheating. He's got two 
turbos instead of one, right? He probably does. Yeah, he's got. I'm sure he's got an extra hamster back there turning the wheel or something. I know Chad. So no, Chad's one of my good buddies, man. We uh we we've taken a couple cool trips to Millville. He's good people. So uh, I wish I wasn't working. I'm on call this week because I've been in Houston for the last week and a half. So I have to work this weekend. I would love to come up there and check that out. But TJ may. I'll have to check with him when he gets in here in a little bit. So they were actually bringing in new dirt there. So we don't have the old old dirt that we've had, which has worked. But the the owner stepped it up and he said, we need new dirt. So they actually hauled in um, 100 dump truck loads on top of the dirt floor. Uh, that was already there. Um, so there's new, fresh, uh, good clay, good clay, sandy loam mix. Um, so the dirt quality should be absolutely perfect. I just got my track map. It just popped in front of me. We're going to be putting that on Hoosier Arena Cross on Instagram and Facebook tonight. Probably be getting there about six o'clock if you want to see what the track map is going to look like. Okay. And um, yeah, so I'm just uh, a killer tribute to the troops. Um, we're going to be having that going on, uh, uh, both nights, um, as well as, oh, if you haven't seen it, it's a trip, man. It's the ball of death. Oh. So we're going to have the ball. Of, yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun. Um, and to watch those guys do that is pretty amazing. So they're going to be our halftime entertainment along with Brian Jackson. And if you haven't seen Brian Wheelie, an arena cross track, I'm here to tell you, he is legitimately the new modern-day Doug DeMocos. Oh, absolutely. He, I mean, his game has stepped up so high. He, he's he's wheeling them all now, <laughs> going up and down through the whoops, even if they're rutted. He's doing a great job. I don't want to jinx him, but he's right, right. been phenomenal. Yeah, Brian is awesome, and he's you know a, a religious man, and he, he spreads the word everywhere he goes. So uh, yep. I think that's a really cool thing that he does for a lot of the people that you know are looking for that. I think it's – fantastic what he does uh you know the fellowship that he brings uh a a great human being obviously brian jackson hey talk about uh the pro classes the pro payout how's that been so far so it's been it's been off the hook right i mean the quality of racing that we've got has been really 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 good um one of my dreams came true and that was that i would have a series that would have uh, uh someday produce a series that created a feeder series into the into the supercross ranks yeah and we had uh cheyenne Harmon, not cheyenne sorry cheyenne's here my bad cheyenne uh <laughs> but uh uh grant harlan yes two h's that messed me up and grant harlan was racing and doing great in points battling with cheyenne and michael and everything and then um you know in the ty lube honda team he gets the call to go up to supercross so yeah, and he's been riding. It's, he's been riding fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, he yeah, had an he 18th. Has. I think an 18th uh, Saturday night, and then he's been. I believe he's been well, in the top he was 15. In sa- he was in, but he was in seventh. Right? Yeah. He was in seventh up to about and before he fell down. So right um, or whatever happened to him. Um, yeah, he's been riding he, really he's well. Got the speed. So yeah, so he was running with us for, um, and then just got called up. So again, really cool that people are coming out of the Hoosier Arena Cross Series and getting called. It's a, it's becoming a feeder series, uh, especially with the Ty Lube Honda team. Then now you've got Cheyenne, that Cheyenne Harmon, Michael Hicks is. Uh, we just we call him Smooth as Butter. If you haven't seen Michael ride on an Arena Cross track, it is it's something to behold. Um, 
we got the old dog, the old the old guard, Travis Sewell. He came in last weekend and and uh, won one of the mains, um, which uh, you know he finished third in the in the Amsoil Arena Cross Series about four years ago, third in points. Yeah. So he's been coming out, and um, then you got uh, Texas boy Brandon Walder, um, and Brandon is a really good starter, um, gets really good starts. And uh, he's putting together some podium, fin- working on some podium finishes. And Isaiah Clark, who's on the Ty Lube team, and then Preston Taylor. Uh, those guys are always in there, dicing and fighting, uh, fighting for the win. And that's our, that's 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 those guys. And then, uh, and then we've got a whole other group of guys: Dylan Cloyd, John Barry, Justin Kelly, Jeff Crutcher, Sean Calderon, and Hunter Angel. Man, those guys are regulars on our tour, and if they get a start, they can. Uh, I mean, Jeff Crutcher came in and he won a heat race the other day with a good start. So those guys, they have great speed. If they if they get a start, then um, then it's all mixed up. Right. Yeah. There's always good racing in your series, uh, and a lot of good names so, and cool talent. Anybody that loves the sport at all needs to go check it out if they haven't already, and if they have, they already know. But. Uh, but hey, the the sure. backbone, right? The the bread and butter of your series really is the amateur, the family stuff, uh, kids of all ages, yep. moms and dads. Uh, how's that been? What's the re- been the response? I'm sure everybody's just super excited to have somewhere to go race and w- everything you bring. Like I said, um, I think we were the top. We've got the we've got the numbers. Uh, yeah. As far as uh, as far as the numbers that are coming, we're very humbled by that. We want and we work very hard to say thank you to everybody that does show up. Uh, the teams, the moms and dads, the racers. I mean, but we've done some things like you enter two classes, you get you know you get fly bucks and Rocky Mountain ATV cards, right? Right. Uh, mailed to you. Uh, we got the world's richest riders meeting going on, where we took all all the money that was. I mean, all the not the money, but all the awards and everything that were going to maybe just. 10 people or 15 people that followed a series and we give it equally throughout the ride throughout the whole series in a free uh drawing so you know the 15th place person um uh, can win a free set of tires yeah you had mentioned that or, a while back and i think that's that's really cool because look we don't go like when we race a series even if it's a local series we know at the end of the series there's gonna be all these giveaways and we, that's not why we go race, but it's really cool to get that stuff back when you you know get the opportunity to win some stuff because it's so expensive to go race. And if you get a free set of tires or some handle some grips, it just it, it I don't know. Make it just, I like it. I like getting prizes like that. It, it makes you feel kind of cool, and it feels like the promoter cares to give back. Well, we just I mean, Comedic just came on. Uh... Uh, Comedic gaskets. So they, I asked them. I said, "Hey, I, I need about you know we got four more races here. I need about eight, eight sets of uh, top end kits. Oh wow! You know, and uh, yeah, so not you know gasket kits. Sure. So you know, here here you go. So we're gonna give two away at every event. Um, so thank you to Comedic. Uh, you know, um, uh, FMF. We give away a free two stroke pipe or uh, or a power core silencer at every single event." Right, um, uh, a Herbie's a full set of plastic at every event, uh, and it goes on and on and on. I mean, I'm going to leave out SP Tools gives us stacks of cool tools that we give out. Gut Seats is a new sponsor. We give a brand new seat cover, a free seat cover to certificate to somebody, whoever we draw out of there, and everybody's got an equal chance. 
Sunoco fuel. We give a whole pail of five gallon five gallon of race fuel to somebody. So that's that's just some of the stuff that we do that uh, that we're able to give back to amateurs. We trophy back five places plus 100 percent to 85s and below, um, and uh, and things like that. So that's some of the stuff that we're really trying to do. Plus Flow Sports, we're taking and putting amateurs on TV. And uh, where everybody at home can uh, can watch. Plus, Flow has five hundred thousand uh, subscribers, so uh, even the kid that in the C class can sit there and get his sponsors some recognition. Yeah, that's I love that man. I, I just I think what you're doing is fantastic. Uh, I hope that people listening check out your your website and go to check out a local race, or even make you know if you're trying to travel somewhere to go to a race. Your series is just legit, and uh, you know I, I I like to think that more people would hear about it from us and check it out. Oh, I think they are, and you're, you guys you guys are really really helping out a lot. I wanted to go through if you don't care our kind of our pro lineup on on payout. If there's any pros out there, yeah, let's um, do it. Always looking to add to our to our core here. Yeah, because we kind of worked. A lot of people don't know this. We pay out over sixty five hundred dollars a weekend in pro purse. That's our base purse. And then we have added pro travel money. I think you and I talked about that last time we talked. Yep. But Redline came up, Redline Oil with, with Redline uh, uh, Super Cool Coolant came on, and they're paying back. If you're in the top 10 in points in our pro class and you came to the race last weekend, then or you come this weekend and then it puts you in line for it the next time, then you're getting $100 when you roll through the gate. That's your start money. Okay. And um, that's to help That's help to give back all the way back to 10th place. It gives us a great talking point in the TV shows to talk about 10th, you know, 10th, 8th, 7th, whatever place there. Um, you know, for the top guys, we got the Big, Big St. Charles Clean Sweep Challenge. They get a $500 bonus if they win all four races in the weekend, both 250s and both 450s. And Cometic Gaskets just came on with the Cometic Challenge and they're giving five hundred dollars to the average whoever whoever points out the lowest, so uh, or actually whoever whichever way you count points, but right, right, um, you know whoever has the highest point total or the or the lowest finishing total uh, wins an extra five hundred dollars over the weekend. That yeah, that dude, <laughs> that's so cool. I, I wish I, I wish I was and fast enough happened. to be a pro. <laughs> That's going on every single weekend, yeah. right? Top guy, if he wins out, and uh, and guys have done it. I mean, Kevin Morantz has done it. Um, different guys have done it. Now that now that top win out is worth, uh, I believe, thirty thirty one hundred bucks. Okay, heck yeah, that's good money, man. That's good money for a, a, a pro, you know, racer going out for a weekend, making some cash and putting on a show. Sure. Yep. Yep. So. Anyway, that's what we're working on. Yeah. Every time we get a sponsor, then we we put it we put another level in and just keep on growing it and making it just a a little bit better. I, I love that Guts Racing came on board, man. Uh, Andy Gray at Guts has uh, become a friend of mine, and he is a good guy and really really loves the sport. So yeah, that they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, our sponsor partners are so um, they really believe in what we're doing. Um, for the grassroots, you know, and, and bringing people up from all the way from the Stasic Kids Bike Race all the way to the top pros with uh, 
you know, with Grant Harlan, you know, getting called up to Supercross. Yeah. Race. So we are a legitimate feeder series, and 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 I'm very and we're real excited about it. Dude, you should be. Jay, I always appreciate you coming on here and, uh, you know, telling us what's going on with the series and being a part of our show. And uh, we like to support you as much as we can. So I want to thank you for your time tonight. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. I really appreciate it. Yes, yep. sir. I, uh, I, I'll check with TJ when he gets here in a little bit. I, I don't, I'm don't. i sure Doc's racing this weekend, and I think TJ may be in town, so he'll probably be out there. Uh, hey, and people okay. can – one last thing, you can pre-register for this weekend, or you can show up at the gate and sign up. Okay. But if you are going to pre-register, it's uh, HoosierArenaCross.com, and uh, you can find us everywhere on HoosierArenaCross.com. Perfect. Thanks, Jay. Very good. Thanks, All right. buddy. All right, you have a good night. See ya. You too. All right. Thanks again to Jay Reynolds for coming on. And uh, tell us what's going on with the series, man. That's a, It really, you know, if you can check it out on MAV and follow the races – it's good racing, man. When you're sitting home and there's not any racing, you know, for the last few months until recently, it's just cool to have that series and yeah, get see get some good uh, elbow bumping, right? Some handlebar banging. All right, thanks again to Jay Reynolds. Be right back.